have such sights to show you. Do you love horror? Do you love sci-fi? If so, you've come to the right place. Each week we'll discuss, dissect, and or shit all over the movies we love and also love to hate. I'm Ken and I'm with... Doug. Matt. Josh. And together we are the Horrify Podcast. And one more thing, we are not safe for work or for the faint of heart. Hi and welcome to the Horrify Podcast. Today we're doing Alien 3 from 1992. I love it. I love it. I love your focus, Ken. I love your focus. (laughs) All right. Before we get into this, I have a bit of housekeeping to do. Okay. In last episode, I referenced a movie that I recommended for everyone to watch. I said it was Bloodsucking Freaks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. However, the movie is actually just Freaks. It's from 1932. It's about a gang of quote-unquote circus freaks. It's crazy. Couldn't believe it was made at the time by a big studio. I recommend it. Where did the blood sucking come from? Well, That's there another is another movie. horror movie called oh, Blood Sucking Freaks. I, nah. I just mix the two up. But the one I was referencing is just Freaks. We forgive you. Yeah, you are okay. forgiven. I just wanted to correct that error from the last episode. Okay. Well, <laughs> Alien 3, guys. Part 3 of the Alien franchise. Yeah, the best uh, one, right? Oh, jeez. So out of the, the first three, it is the worst one. But out of the whole franchise, it's like the third it's best good. one. Because yeah. <laughs> there's only, what, four? No, there's uh, all the new we ones. We don't the include those right? new oh, ones. Oh, we absolutely do, Doug. I like Come the prequels. On. Absolutely, we do. Prometheus, mm-hmm. Alien Prometheus. Covenant. Yes. Two other movies with... Perfection. With... <laughs> With similar issues where the directors and writers wanted to explore the most interesting part of this franchise, which coincidentally is not the aliens. Yeah. It's yeah. the run amok AI and corporate greed. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that. This movie was directed by David Fincher, yeah. who I really like. He did some awesome music videos. Doug, let's talk about these music videos. Man, so many good ones. So first, let's talk about one of my favorite music videos ever, Janie's Got a Gun by Aerosmith. Janie's Very good. Got a gun. Thank you. You're <laughs> We have uh, Freedom 90 by George Michael, which was a great video because it didn't actually have George Michael in it. And no. It showed them burning all of his iconic shit, the Just jukebox. All supermodels. Oh, cool. Yeah, the coat. Huh. Um, Express Yourself by Madonna. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Who Is It by Michael Jackson, a highly underrated it? song. Who yeah. Is It, Michael Jackson? Doug, what else we got? Cradle of Love. Rock by, the Cradle of yeah, Love. Billy Idol. Wow. You know what that music video did to me as a young person? I can only <laughs> imagine. Watch out, pillows. <laughs> Ken's just watched Cradle of Love. <laughs> that video was... Cr- oh, man. Pillows? When she does that thing, I was done. I'm like, Mom, I have to leave. I'm leaving the house, Mom. You know, Josh, some guys use socks. Yeah. <laughs> Ken used pillows. I actually didn't use the pillow, I don't think, but... It's a good thing I didn't, or we would have no pillows at my house. <laughs> you know, crunchy pillows. <laughs> oh, oh, man. God. Uh, did I miss one, Doug, or is that... Those oh, are the top I, ones. I know you did, because he did a shit ton. Yeah, of he did. Like, he did a couple for the outfield. He did one for Loverboy. He did wow. tons of them. Great. And they're all really good yeah, videos. All, That's Every one of these videos good. is top-notch. He also directed seven. Great movie. Yeah. Um, Fight Club. Also mm-hmm. amazing. Great movie. The Social Network. Uh, huh. Very good. It's it's very good looking. Directed expertly. 
pretty boring movie. <laughs> Epic soundtrack, though. Oh, yeah. He did By Panic Room. Trent Reznor and yep. Atticus, Ross. Atticus Ross. Yes, sir. Then we have uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, another one. Yeah. Another movie that uh, looks great and was directed expertly, but hmm. not a great movie. Yeah. I prefer the Swedish versions, personally. Hmm. David Fincher was only 29 years old when he directed this. This is his first project. And what a shitty project to be thrown into. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah an impossible, it's an impossible task. <laughs> so it was already, the script had been rewritten like four times. And then he gets the project and, and the script isn't finished. So he's shooting with no script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not only that, but they had already spent like $8 million on the project before he started. So now his $50 million budget, you know, is $8 million <laughs> less. Dwindling. Floated up to $65 million, I read. Yeah. And from what I've read, and this has been hashed a million times, so we don't need to go into it. It was just the, the studio and producers monkeying with the project. And as we've seen in the past, that is not a recipe for success. Nope. Mm-hmm. Let the creatives create. Let the corporate guys manage the money. Don't interfere. What other movies did studios legendary fuck up, Ken? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm talking about three <laughs> specifically. We don't need to. We don't need to go here, Doug. We don't need to talk about Star Wars there films. There we go. <laughs> the prequels. I mean, the, the the prequels were too many yes men, clouding George Lucas's creative vision. The newer ones that they made was just the studios having no plan and just shitting all over themselves, thinking they could print money. Yeah. Well, the prequel. I I, I think of the prequels similarly as this movie. Great story. Great concept. Execution is totally fucked. I, I, I yeah. can see that. Terrible yeah. execution. I can see that. I I thought I, I agree with you on a lot of the execution on this film as far as um, a cohesive vision. Now, and it's not Fincher's fault. No, it's no not. blame at his yeah. feet at all. One yeah. one thing I want I want to just get out of the way right now is there is two versions of this film. There is the theatrical version, which has the 115 minute runtime, which is which is effed up. Yeah. Um. That's the one I watched. Yeah. A lot of the great <laughs> elements, the religious um, imagery and themes are cut out of that one. Um, some really important things are removed. The way the alien is born is different. Mm-hmm. Um, very different. The yeah. assembly cut, which is from 2003 and then redone in 2010 for the uh, Blu-ray release, is 147 minutes Pretty good. And it's called the assembly cut because Fincher wanted nothing to do yeah. with it and wouldn't right. allow them to call it the director's yeah. Well, cut. <laughs> yeah, he, he blessed them to change the film, but he was so traumatized with the production of this movie, he wanted nothing to do with it. So it's not like yeah. he's yeah. like, oh, fuck you guys. He's like, no, please do it, but I just, I'm not going to waste any time yeah, on this. I don't want to go through that crap again. Yeah. I, I read that, uh, so after this movie, it was stored in the vaults in L.A. This was, it was during the L.A. riots. He admitted he was hoping that the riots, as they approached that building, <laughs> would burn it. It would burn. Yeah, so the movie would just go away. I mean, he hated oh. it that much. He and, and he brought so much to it. You can see his his hands all over this thing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, he's what saved the project. Um, if you had any yeah. other director, I think this movie would have been a huge piece of shit. You think so? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you had a director with more clout, wouldn't the studio be less inclined to mess with him? Because they were messing with Fincher. Like he was yeah, that's a great point. They knew they could right. jerk this 29-year-old newbie yeah. around. Yeah. And that's, that's a great yeah. point, man. That's probably hey, why can. they picked him. Yeah, because he could be controlled. 
Yeah. Well, they thought he could be. He mm-hmm. actually filmed a lot of scenes with a second crew without letting the studio know and actually got those shots into the film. <laughs> and two of them are the most iconic shots in the entire movie. Right. The one with the oh. alien up in her face yep. and the yeah. whole thing um, and oh, the, yeah. with the shower curtain when it eats the dude. I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. So, I, again, I don't know why the studio was doing this, but you know how these guys get. They yeah. they probably had a problem with Fincher and they liked a different script and I don't know. Yeah. And money. And money. So, anyways, troubled, uh, troubled production, but we'll get into some more of that stuff later. Now, let's talk about the, the music. And it's done by uh, Elliot Goldenthal. Um, he actually won an Oscar for Frida um, and he did Interview with a Vampire score. Oh, oh wow. cool. So. Wow. I'd never heard of this guy before. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's done a lot of work, but he doesn't do... Like, you know how a lot of guys will just do sci-fi or just do horror? Right. This yeah. guy just has jumped through genres. Okay. And he said that this this whole thing was a, a big experiment for him. He did a lot of ambient sound, and um, I liked what he did with the religious stuff, the choir. Um, and he, he actually recorded most of this well before the film was in production. Mm. So Which it's kind of neat how that works. Extremely uncommon. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, people that do the score sit down and watch the movie first. Yeah, John Williams would. I have it on a big screen, and mm-hmm. him yeah, and the orchestra composing. would crank yeah. it out. Yep. Didn't uh, did I read that the the acrimonious relationship between the the director and the studio didn't that influence the music? Did I read that? Do I remember? Am I remembering correctly? If you read it, it's true. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me read. So it was I read on the that it affected uh, <laughs> the music. It had a. That's why it's so. It's darker. It's not as. It's not as uplifting. I thought I saw that because there were so many problems with the production schedule that the, what's his name, when he did the music, just said, fuck it, I'm going to do whatever I want. And that's what he did. Huh. Okay. So, so this movie has a great cast. Obviously, we have the Sigourney Weaver. Matt, favorite Sigourney Weaver movie besides an Aliens one. Oh, fucker. Oh, Ghostbusters. Nice. No, Josh. Good yeah, pull. I would say Ghostbusters. Doug. Fish Called Wanda. It's a good Ooh. one, too. She's in A Fish Called Wanda? I don't know. She's in Dave. (laughs) Oh, Dave is great. I think you're thinking of Jamie Lee Curtis. You're thinking of Jamie Lee Curtis. shit. I got them mixed up. That's right. Sigourney Weaver's in like everything, so you could almost guess any movie. (laughs) Just throw a movie out there. (laughs) Gorillas in the Mist? Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Um, Avatar, isn't that your favorite, Doug? Oh, no. (laughs) I love that she's in Wally. Another great movie. She's the voice of the ship. Mm -hmm. She's in so many good movies. Yep. Uh, she, but not a fish called Wanda. No. no. <laughs> she is probably my favorite female actor of all times. Favorite yes. actress wow. ever. She just dominates. She's tough, which she needs to be. Um, she, could, she could play any character. You could give her anything, and she's going to nail it, yeah. right? And I, I think she's the shit. And I like this character of Ellen Ripley, You know, a working-class woman who isn't necessarily a badass to start, but just one day in, in the first movie says, fuck it, these men are stupid and I am a badass. Yep. And it maintains that through these three films, especially in this one. She's really ballsy in this one and I love it. Mm-hmm. Then we have Jonathan Clemens played by the Charles Dance, who is from Josh. He's old glass eye from Last Action Hero. Yep. He is uh, Tywin Lannister from Game of Thrones. Yeah. And one of my favorites, he's the bad guy in The Golden Child. Golden Child, yeah. Oh, man. It's been a long time since I've seen that. I watched that with my kids. What a weird freaking movie. <laughs> Eddie Murphy, though, carries the whole thing. Well, what movie doesn't he carry that he's in? Uh, Pluto Nash. Uh, Shrek. Uh, I'm surprised you saw that movie. <laughs> I've seen every one of his movies. I love them. 
Then we have uh, Leonard Dillon, who is played by Charles Dutton. Rudy. Rudy. That's right. Rudy. He plays, is he the, what is he in Rudy? He's the grounds. Yeah, yeah. groundskeeper. Yeah. Groundskeeper. And then he's also in Menace to Society. Oh, a great movie. Uh, and Crocodile Dundee too. Oh, jeez. Well, I'll be damned. I love Crocodile <laughs> Dundee too. That's, That's that, not a knife. That's the one in New York, right? Yeah. The escalator, he's all fucked up with I the escalator. I haven't seen any of yeah. these movies since the 80s. <laughs> Guys, I think that Crocodile Dundee should qualify as sci-fi so we can watch it. <laughs> all right. I'm for it. Nice. I think it's more fantasy. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. But uh, then we have uh, uh, the character Harold Andrews, who's played by Brian Glover. He's the warden. He's this. He should be in a Mad Max movie. He's yeah. a weird, oh, seriously, yeah, He'd guy. Fit. He would fit well. Mm-hmm. He's like the warden of this derelict facility that they're all on, and it's a really interesting character. Um, and I love the way he dies. Yeah, in front of everyone. Um, then we have David Postlewaite, played by Pete Postlewaite. Um, great character actor. He's in The Town and in Inception. I think he's he's passed away, I believe. Yeah, um, rip. Yeah, but th- this guy is great in everything he's in. Go check him out. Pete Postlewaite. Postlewaite. I can't say that name right. <laughs> Postlewaite. Then we have uh, Francis A. Aaron, played by Ralph <laughs> Brown. They call him 85 because they stole his fucking... Uh, his file and saw that his IQ is 85. <laughs> oh my Ooh. God. <laughs> like, it's like two above Matt. So low. Rude. I'm just kidding, Matt. Divided by three. <laughs> we know you're smart. Oh, thanks, Ken. So let's get into this thing. Um, great opening credits to this movie because we get to see these these cool little vignettes and we see that an egg was laid aboard the, um, the ship, right? The Sulaco from Aliens. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about that is I love they're already highlighting the Whalen Utani logo. Yeah. And now Whalen Utani, for those of you who don't know, is this kind of profit over anything corporation that builds stuff for um, you know, outside of Earth colonization. Um and it's a great metaphor for corporations run amok. We've all we're all experiencing it right now. Mm-hmm. It, what's cool about this is Whalen Utani. So Whalen is the same corporation in Blade Runner. Oh, so nice. if you guys don't know that Blade Runner and Aliens are the same universe. Oh shit! I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yep. Wow. So what you see in Blade Runner, there's aliens out in the universe somewhere during that time frame, which is really cool. Nice. Also, Predator takes place in this universe as well. Now the Predator films are the earliest. Mm-hmm. Then you have Blade Runner, and then the Alien films are the the latest. Right, because these take place in what, like twenty one seventy nine, something like that. Oh, we're getting close. Predator was <laughs> wasn't Predator set in present day. So yeah, Predator was like in the late eighties and then nineteen ninety two. Um, but yeah, you've got kind of this cool world with you know essentially three of my favorite m- movie franchises all in the same universe. Yeah, that's which awesome. I always loved. All great. They're sci-fi. all great. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. And Wayland, and then later when it becomes Wayland Utani, is a bunch of shitheads in all of them. They're the ones that develop the AI, and then they sell artificial stuff to people, and they do about a you know terrible things. Um, but we we really focus on that. So we get these vignettes of what's happening to Ripley now. After Alien Two, Aliens, um, she escapes aboard. They actually fly back up to the Sulaco ship, and they put themselves into um, stasis to travel back to Earth. So it's her, Hicks, Corporal Hicks, and Newt, who's the girl they rescue, and a fucked up Bishop. Because remember, Bishop got ripped in half by the yeah. alien queen and yep. spilled out his bloody milk. Yep. Awesome. That's so gross. Yeah. The bloody milk. Greatest android ever. <laughs> I had the action half. figure of him in the 90s, and it so did rip cool. apart. 
Are you serious? That's <laughs> cool. Did it have bloody milk no. in it? No. Oh, I mean, you too could bad. you could add that if you. Josh wanted. comes on the podcast <laughs> and he makes me go look at toys on eBay yep. when we're done. That's awesome. So I read that this actually takes place just days after mm-hmm. Aliens, right? It's short about a time. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. heard, I read that it was like two or three days after. Yeah. Oh, so they haven't gotten too far. Mm-hmm. So these vignettes show that um, there is a face hugger aboard the ship. So the alien queen and aliens did manage to leave an egg or two. And so the face hugger comes out of the egg and starts cracking open, you know, stasis tubes. We see that Newt's tube gets break broken for sure. Um, and it bleeds when it breaks the glass and that acid we see burns up the hole, which is a really cool effect. Yeah. Um, in all the yeah. aliens movies, every acid effect is cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they do it. But I love it. I think it's vinegar on like <laughs> on baking a baking soda. soda, right? Yeah, it's probably <laughs> something. But it looks really neat. So <laughs> we see this happen, and then we have this cool sequence where the ship automatically drops the survivors into, um, it, like, drops their stasis tubes down into a escape pod, and yeah. the escape pod jettisons, and it is automatically programmed to go to the nearest habitable or habited planet, which happens to be. This horrible, shitty place called uh, Fiorina, Fury, air quotes, 161, which is a outer veil mineral ore refinery, Matt, hmm. that got turned into a prison colony to run it by the Whalen Corporation. So I also want to point out that we get this awesome vignette that you talked about. Yes. And then it goes right into the shittiest special effects I've ever seen. <laughs> which ones are those? Like that... They show it a few times in the movie where it shows the outdoors and the it's outside. all that stuff blowing yeah. around and it's like the worst. I, you didn't like that. Wait, what are, you ta- are you talking about the particle effect? Yeah, like the out- outdoor stuff blowing the all debris. around and it looks so terrible so and they, shitty. I thought they didn't show that particle effect until when they were, when he's walking outside a little bit after that. Oh, you know, it shows it immediately and then mm. it shows it again later. I didn't notice that it was that bad. Oh, Matt, I, I liked it. glaringly liked terrible. That's huh. <laughs> it. In my opinion, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that too much. Um, also, we have to mention that this is a double Y chromosome work correctional facility. Double Y meaning yep. male, yep. men only, only dudes. Hmm. The background of this whole facility is that, like I said, it was a giant foundry designed to actually create the lead containment units that was going to store um, nuclear waste there or radioactive waste. And they actually turned the, it was such a dangerous facility. They said, hey, let's make it a prison colony for 5,000. Um, they weren't actually sending work to it. So they brought all the inmates to another facility. Well, 25 of them said, F it. We want to stay. We've created this, our own religion, and we love it. And Wayland's like, yeah, if you keep this thing running at minimal capacity, you can stay here for the rest of your lives, you dummies. And what is it running on? What do you mean? Like, how is this, st- what? energy source is power where do you this. work where do you where's your job <laughs> I, i'm you should know about power i do know about power i know how it's generated okay how are they generating it on this planet it probably has a power station okay what's powering that um i don't know solar <laughs> gas I, I, I would no, assume it's there's nu- no nuclear. solar power <laughs> there's no light on this planet it's like a wasteland with it's all dark it's not dark well, maybe it's steam then. Yeah. It's hydro. Yeah. There's a, there's a stream that runs behind it's the powered facility. by faith, you guys. Yeah, pow- <laughs> Jesus powers uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> that is the weirdest question, though. Well, no, they're on this abandoned abandoned planet. Well, it's not abandoned. Place. There's 25 of them. They're keeping the facility working. That's the whole point. I just don't understand how it's getting power, how they're getting food, how they have Every running Every six months, water. a supply ship comes, 
and supplies them with their goods. And he mentions that um, because it's such an industrial place, I'm assuming they're running the power station. Obviously, there's probably a water treatment plant, all the things you need to run a Okay, a so I missed, the f- I missed the food thing, the delivery, because I couldn't hear half the dialogue in the movie because the sound is so <laughs> shitty. The sound is horrible. I wasn't going to get to that point, but we could talk about the sound. Uh, so a lot of the sound, um, I know on the assembly cut, they couldn't salvage all of it um, because they used scenes that weren't included in the theatrical release. So there's one scene in particular where, yeah, the, the dialogue is very dodgy. Now, a lot of the echoes and stuff we hear, I think were in, intentional. Um, I actually didn't have a problem hearing most of it. Some scenes I absolutely did, but I listened to it on Adobe 5.1 and it seemed to sound fine because there was probably the voice channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, on your TV, <laughs> the dialogue's not going to be great. Now, I don't think I missed a whole lot or you'll miss a whole lot not hearing it for, per se, but I'm also huge into the Aliens universe, so I don't need to hear anything. I know what's happening. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, everything in this movie, be, I think a lot of it is because where it was being filmed, it was super echoey. There was tons of feedback. The music was turned up to 12, and then when they talked, I couldn't hear crap because <laughs> it was all echoey and terrible. It, it was filmed at Pinewood Studios, um, so I don't know how they fucked that up. Well, mm. some of it was filmed in like an old plant or something. Yeah. Yeah. In the UK. Most of it was the outside shots were filmed. Uh, yeah. I just noticed a couple scenes were really crackly. There was like weird. Maybe it was my speakers, to be honest. It, like, I I actually thought my speakers were messed up and I went and checked them. But no, I, it was particularly when she's checking out the uh, bishop uh remains i guess which is interesting because i so josh watched the theatrical release Mm -hmm. i watched the i watched them both i didn't actually have a problem hearing on either of those scenes Hmm. but again i listened to it on the yeah i think stereo yep interesting Mm -hmm. well my question about the prison aspect of this is um so only british people (laughs) go to yeah this is this is the british colony (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this the Wayland's like let's take the British convicts and, and put them on this yeah, on this facility. There's separate a lot of wanka like, and fuck in this yeah. movie. They have a separate like Brazilian facility. Yeah, all over American the facility. <laughs> Obviously, Pinewood Studios is in England. Yep. Well, what's and they're it? like let's get local actors because <laughs> that's easiest. We already got to pay Sigourney a shitload to be here and what, Dutton. What's his name's American? The uh, Dutton and Sigourney. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they're the only two. Yeah, well, Sigourney's an outsider, but. Dutton, yeah. yeah, he's American. So, yeah, so they're in the escape pod, and this thing, you'd think it would land nicely someplace, but no, it impacts the water like a freaking probe droid in Empire Strikes Back. It hits way too hard, and we see there's, you know, it probably exploded, and Clemens is walking outside of the facility, and he sees it, and he sees that Sigourney's body has washed up and if you notice, it washes up in like an oil slick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's already covered in gigantic fleas. Yeah. yeah because gross. the planet is infested with horrific fleas. I thought they were like... Sea lice? Sea lice. But then they explain a little bit later that there's a horrible lice infestation. Yeah. That's why they're all Bugs bald. Bugs and grossness. And uh, I read an interesting thing about the movie. They approached Sigourney Weaver about uh, shaving her head, and she's like, yeah, I'll do it for more money. But <laughs> she was obviously joking, but she was willing to shave her head and then made that joke. I was I was going to get to that. Um, think about leading women at this time who shaved their heads. I, is she the first? 
When was G.I. Jane? Right after. It was like after after this. So it was Sigourney Weaver. And then we have G.I. Jane, who is, um, what's her name? Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Mm -hmm. And then Natalie Portman did it for V for Vendetta. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she did. So Hmm. if you think about how Hollywood is and, you know, you're a female and, you know, your career is so much based on your looks. It's so awesome that Sigourney's like, I'll shave my fucking head. Mm -hmm. And then Demi's like, well, Sigourney did it. I'll do it. (laughs) And then Natalie's like, I don't care. I'll do it. George dates a bald woman in Seinfeld. He but does. I'm sure that's a bald cat. But I just figure the Hollywood suits are like Sinead O'Connor's all the rage. <laughs> yes, because yeah, that was right at the same time yeah. she ripped yeah. the picture of the Pope up on yep. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Awkward. So he he picks her body up um, off the beach, rushes her into the facility, and already the inmates are like, "Is that a girl?" <laughs> oh, oh God! Shit! We've been locked up here a long time. Yeah, and then they're like, we've taken a vow of celibacy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah even amongst each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, I don't know. I love when they bring her in. You have that shower area, like the decontamined shower area. And the stu- like the sets in this movie are tremendous. Really cool look. They fit perfectly within the whole universe, whether it's Blade Runner or Alien, Aliens, all that stuff. It's just, it just was perfectly done. Mm-hmm. Futuristic looking relatively practical mm-hmm. grungy yeah real gritty yeah very yeah like josh and i were talking very nine inch nails yeah. like trent Reznor would live here if he right, could. right yeah. from a nine inch nails video yeah which is which is awesome <laughs> kmfdm's right around the corner yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we see that she's alive um and right away the salvage team comes out so prisoners go out to to get the ship and see if there's anyone else alive and they actually don't have any vehicles to bring it in with so they have a bunch of oxen they tie ropes to the the escape ship pod, whatever, and pull it onto the beach and start going through it. And we see right away that Hicks is totally smashed. Jaw busted open, yeah, chest a, crushed. Awesome effect that you yeah, do not cool. get to see in the theatrical cut. Yeah, did you miss that? I did. I mean, they, they do show the remains of them like in little, in brief flashes during the, like, the opening credits. Even yet. Even. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's so beyond that you get no hit. You don't see no. Hicks's teeth busted out of yeah. his crushed skull and just totally mashed. No, it's all yeah, yeah. it's all cut. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. So I, I read that that actor he got more money for them using that likeness than he yep. did in all of Aliens. He did. Wow. Wow. Now that likeness is not used in in the assembly cut. It's only used in the theatrical cut. Hmm. It's not even. Wow. He was pissed. Everyone was mad that they killed off these characters and Newt. Is also been killed. She is drowned in her cryo tube. Um, did they actually? I never. I didn't really think about that because they do. Sh- they did. Uh, I mean, in the cut that I saw, they showed her. Mm-hmm. Right? Was that the actual actress? I don't. I would doubt it. You know, it's funny. I didn't just, look at that up. I'm not sure. Yeah. She didn't have any lines. I assumed it was a prop. But yeah, me too. But yeah, the, in my cut, they do show her because of the autopsy scene. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So that's her. Mm-hmm. Huh. And there's really no likeness of Hicks. No, is it her? Just a it can't be her. Body. No, it's not I, her. I figured it was Duh, a prop, She fucking but, yeah. grew up. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aliens was 86. This is 92. Yes. She was, yeah. No, that, it's not <laughs> so her. So that had to be a prop. Oh, yeah. yeah. Numbers. So we see the prisoners recovering the bodies. They wrap up the bodies, and they treat them, you know, like you would expect with reverence and, and carry them out. And, you know, I have a note here. I, I love the costume design. Those Whalen yutani giant coats. I want one of those. Yeah, <laughs> the monk. Ca- the, I want the monk coat with like the monks. boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really, really dark. I don't know. It's really. I just like the design of it. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's. It reminded me of like. It has the same kind of look as like the crow. Yeah. 
or a lot of those movies in the early 90s that were trying to be dark. That was a new thing. You know, <laughs> yeah. grunge came out. I don't yeah. know. This is very 90s dark. It is. But it looks good. It's not shitty 90s dark, no. right? Yeah. I don't think so, anyways. Like the Spawn movie? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, like the Spawn movie. The ultimate movie. 90s dark movie? <laughs> I hope we do that movie. We should. An- another movie that had an awesome concept and was executed poorly. <laughs> Much more poorly than this, even. <laughs> Because Spawn, yeah. you got a lot of material to work with. You could definitely yeah. argue it was uh, executed more poorly. Yeah. So we, this is when we meet um, Dylan, played by Charles Dutton. Um, he's the spiritual leader of the prison, and he starts. He leads the prisoners in prayer because they're putting these, they're incinerating the bodies of Hicks, um, right away, and so he says all these nice things. Um, uh, here's a, a quick question I had. When they show on the in the cut, we watch the assembly cut, and I should have gone back. I feel like they they made it seem like there was an additional body in the escape pod. Hmm. I don't recall. Did you that. see that? It was like Hicks, Newt, yeah, Bishop, unidentified or something. Yes. Was that the guy that got eaten on the um, ship before what's their name dropped down in Aliens? And the dropship? Yeah, maybe so. Could've I don't been. know. But. I don't recall there being another one. Yeah, it's like they kind of glossed over it. I meant to go back, and I didn't. So if anybody knows, tell us we're dumb and let us know. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, we get a little bit of the history that this is the former mining colony and all that stuff that I, I covered. We, we talk about that. Um, and, the you know, the guys go nuts right away when they hear that Ripley's alive and they're freaking out. So now the whole balance of this facility is off. Mm-hmm. Because um, it seems like they, they handle discipline in-house. They don't have a lot of issues. They just work all day maintaining the station. And this girl coming into this environment has fucked everything up. Yeah. <laughs> threatens their, yeah. Yeah, threatens their whole existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is, a, this is a prison, essentially, of, like, all these horrible, hardened criminals, right? right? But then they, like, all love each other and are, like, they don't seemingly nice. Yeah. They're not nice to garlic, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they told that guy what a stinky piece of shit he is. That's true. I didn't see anyone being nice this whole movie but except for like, two characters. Like to your point, they found religion and it's kind of like they've started a brotherhood. Yeah, it's they're 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 brainwashed by by Dylan is yeah, how I look yeah, at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he controls them. They're not overly chummy. It's more like I I, I didn't think receive, any of them were nice. I thought they're a bunch of dickheads. I receive it like they re, they tolerated each other. Yeah. yeah. They coexist, but yeah, they don't they don't love each other. Yeah. They've taken a vow of there's, celibacy yeah. even from women. There's no <laughs> Yeah, <it's> a, he <laughs> says that. He does. <laughs> I almost feel like they stayed at this facility because they couldn't integrate with that population <laughs> and they were glad to see everyone else go. Yeah, and they don't want to go anywhere else because then they'll, their whole little thing will be ruined. They couldn't right. adjust. Yeah, I mean, there are guys like that in real life. You know, prison. They maybe they these, can't this exist was outside. the group rejected by the rest of the people that. Had yeah, they're like, split, fuck right? these guys are weirdos. They are weirdos. <laughs> oh yeah, they are weirdos. So we we meet the warden, and he is. We find out right away he sent for a team to come and evac Ripley. He's like, we don't want her here. I I called Wayland. They're gonna send somebody out. They're not usually in a hurry because they're so far away. But they're very interested. Yeah, we find out they're in a huge hurry. Yep. Yep. Um, so the whole the whole thing is the warden's like, look, Ripley has to stay in the infirmary um, with, what's his name? Because he's going to, the doctor, he's going to make sure she's fine so she can get picked up and they can be you know done with her. And this is when Ripley, we see she awakes and she meets Clemens. Clemens is the doctor. Mm-hmm. And then Clemens explains, you know, she's got to shave her head and her pubes. 
Oh, yeah. Because the life's problem is out yeah. of control. And I love that Ripley, you know, she's got like her face is messed up from the crash. She's mm-hmm. got like that horrible bloodshot eye. Yeah. She looks yeah. awesome. Yeah. 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 The one thing I will say that's very good about this movie is it's very consistent. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, they don't mess up, like, yeah, no. cuts and scratches nope. and the clothes. Cuts are, the cuts are great. If they say one thing, it's consistent throughout the movie, like the lice thing. The ox are covered in it. Yes. Like, they're everywhere. So that the detail and the cons- consistency in this movie is very well done. Yeah, I agree. I agree, yeah. Um, so she awakes, and she demands to see the escape ship. And I feel like right away Clemens is very startled by her assertiveness and her intelligence and he's almost like, whoa, she's in charge. Yeah. And, and I like that about the Ripley character. You know, she's stuck in this prison full of men. And right away, the first guy she sees, she's like, look here, fucker. I need to see this ship. I need to do these things. And he's like, oh, shit, I don't want to fuck with her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do like their dynamic. Like, you have a lot of questions. What's what are you hiding? Like, yeah. And then she fucks him to shut him up. about. <laughs> I right. love that. Like, right. it's so good. She's, she's <laughs> controlling him to, her, she's seen what these things can do, the xenomorphs, right? Mm-hmm. And she, her whole thing is these can't get back to earth. Yeah. She's such a badass. I, one thing I didn't understand is why is she so secretive about it initially? I don't, to just to avoid the drama that she anticipates would, I, I think so. And she's I mean, worried cause she doesn't, she's worried about what happened to Newt ultimately. And she's, conflicted she's like oh my god did newt die the way that i always was horrified i would die well Uh, by this point do does she know that there's an alien she saw the burn she saw saw the burn she looked at the the pod she's only concerned so she just has minor concern yeah Yeah. well it's it's major concern but she's not yeah yeah yeah. okay major concern but not certain (laughs) yeah and yeah i was just getting to that when she inspects the ship she does see you know everything and and clemens is like yeah newt drowned trust me and she's like i need to see the body and he's like you're sick (laughs) yeah at one point he's like is this your daughter and she's like no he's like okay you're really sick (laughs) yeah so he takes her to the morgue and um you know he pulls the body out and we get you know no one wants to see a dead child in a movie but this movie's like fuck it you guys are gonna see it (laughs) yeah Yeah. and i don't i don't like that i I, I don't like it so they pull out newt's lifeless iced body and Ripley's like, hey, I need some time alone. And she starts palpitating Newt's neck and chest to feel right. for the, for an, an egg, an embryo. Mm-hmm. And when Looking she doesn't feel throat. it, she apologizes to the body. She's like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, hey, Clemens, we need to do an autopsy. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck is yeah, wrong with like, you? She drowned. There's no reason for this. <laughs> you morbid woman. So if you notice, he does a very minimal autopsy to start. And we and us as the viewers get to watch this, the blood draining from this dead yeah. child and all these horrible things. Yeah. The bloody utensils. Yeah. yeah. And then the Ripley's like, no, I need to see inside the chest. And he's like, huh? And he gets the uh, that bone saw. Yeah, the bone and saw. And we get to listen to him saw her sternum open. Yep. A child, mind you. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> I So in the theatrical cut, it is way more jarring and uncomfortable for me because there's no other scenes in between there on the assembly cut we we have a slight buffer building us to that um it's still a, a scene that i would not have included in the film yeah uh, no this is right off the bat in the theatrical it's, cut i'm like oh wow okay yeah. they're they're owning this so in the theatrical cut do you see the open chest do you see the yeah. bloody bone saw all mm-hmm. that stuff yeah. okay yep they actually show the doctor pull her chest open and we yeah. see her heart and lungs mm-hmm. yeah terrible he's like it's just lungs 
filled yeah. with fluid. I told like you. I told you. <laughs> yeah. So Sigourney is, is is sad that she desecrated this body, but at the same time, she's also like, "Well, shit, I'm glad there's no, you know, egg in there." Yeah. But again, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know how this went over when kids went to the theater in '92 to watch this shit. <laughs> I was I didn't get to see this in the theater, um, but I saw it shortly after release, and I remember being like what the fuck is this well apparently they shot a lot more and it was way more gruesome oh. and even people on set were getting sick no while kidding. they were filming it but then they obviously cut most of it and it was i'm glad far less gory uh, yeah. i wish they would have handled it a little better i mean it shows ripley's dedication and obsession i guess but the relationship she had with newt in the previous movie i mean imagine if that was almost like your child your adopted yeah. child yeah which she, she essentially was mm-hmm. yeah i just i'm like oh and then she'd already lost hicks and he got all mashed up and when she was in the ship seen his blood all over the place and yeah uh, ripley's had a rough go guys yeah maybe yeah. she's just desensitized by that's this two point. daughters ripley has lost mm-hmm. yeah by the way, you know how old Ripley is in this movie? Well, she was like 30-something in the first one, 56 years in cryosleep in the second one. Another, however much time it took to get back to the planet. So she was she like uh, like 75? Yeah. yeah. Wow, man. She's she looks a, great. She's a yeah. cougar, man. She's well, a cougar. Banging she the doctor. Good. Just good not aging her. in cryosleep. She's not I aging, guess. but she's that old. That's a hot grandma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Um Oh a gilf, God. if you will. A gilf. Did you notice there <laughs> oh, is that, that slight jump scare, too, right before he cracks the chest open? Yeah. Yes. I'm like, that's kind of cheap. That's ex- exploitive. <laughs> Freaky. So Clemens knows something's up, obviously. And right at this time, um, the warden walks in. And right before this, um, uh, Ripley tried to tell Clemens that the reason she wanted to do the autopsy is because there was a cholera outbreak. I don't think she realizes that he's a real doctor. Yeah. And he's like, uh, hey, uh, there hasn't been cholera for 200 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we cured that back in 2097 or whatever. And uh, so he knows something's up. And then when the warden comes in and chastises them for doing an autopsy without his, you know, saying it's okay, um, he asks why. And the doctor's like, oh, yeah, we had to check for cholera. And that dumb warden's like, oh, shit, that sounds bad. Cholera. Ooh. Yeah. That's back. Never heard of it, but geez. I'd have gone with COVID. <laughs> there was a COVID outbreak aboard the Stilaco. They would have known what it was in 2179. Yeah, that's true. That's my point, Doug. The Zulu variant. And then the warden is always around Francis, a.k.a. 85, um, because that's like his assistant, you know, Mr. 85 IQ. Wouldn't it be mad to have him do shit and just fuck <laughs> everything up? <laughs> He'd just I'm, be banging sticks together. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, start up the computer, and he's like, ah, and he throws a coffee mug across the room. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> so Andrews, again, that's the warden. He really expresses his, he doesn't want Ripley walking around to tempt the prisoners. Um, so they're like, you just need to lock her up. He's like, you're already disobeying me. There's already mistrust amongst a group that probably had none of these issues. Then we cut to the two prisoners bringing in a dead ox. Now, remember, we saw the ox earlier dragging the ship in, and they found a dead one, and they're super excited because when an ox dies, they get to eat it. Yeah. Now, don't mind that it has matted, smelly fur, and it's covered in lice. They don't care. Nah. They tie it up to drain the blood to hang it. 
before they butcher it. These are hardened inmates. They don't care about a little blood and lice. They and just don't want it in their hair. And they're stupid criminals because the one guy actually finds the dead face hugger and he picks it up. He's like, oh, that's a weird looking crab yeah. or whatever he says. And he <laughs> throws it. I'm like, oh, boy. I mean, if you had no frame of reference, I'm, why wouldn't you? Still, like, I'd be grabbing that thing. It's gross. They look pretty, like little arachnids. Yeah, that? that's not something I would touch either. But again, I'm not a dumb spider. prisoner from the south of England. I don't know. You guys uh, keep bringing up this ox, and I have to scratch my head and <laughs> yeah, why, Josh? Ask, what the fuck are you talking about? Because <laughs> there's no ox. I saw a, a Rottweiler. A, yeah, a Rottweiler. Um, <laughs> but there was no ox. What do you? Yeah. Th- so the theatrical <laughs> cut, they they actually did a dog. The mm-hmm. alien is hatched from a dog, whereas the assembly cut, it's out of an ox. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, this is a lot like the thing. <laughs> yeah, like right. The, oh, the beginning yeah. of the thing, but so did they film the ox stuff like at at the same time? I or think beforehand? the studio said no. You're gonna do a dog. This thing should look like a dog. They actually got a whip it dog and put it in full suit and tested what it would look like running around the halls of the studio, and it just looked like a real cute dog running to get a treat with Aww. alien <laughs> makeup on. <laughs> I have two dogs that look very much like a small whip it. And yes. <laughs> you cannot make my dogs look terrifying in any way. And so it was a failed experiment. Yeah. And I think that led to some of the animosity because Fincher's like, yeah, no shit. It looks like a cute dog, you dummies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I read the studio thought like the ox stuff was too cumbersome. So they decided to do a dog because, you know, cheaper, easier. Yeah, likeable. But, then, but they o- shot them both. Yeah, obviously they shot them both and then they didn't use it. It's like... What a stupid decision. Why wouldn't right. you just use the better option? <laughs> right. You already shot it. When these guys are hanging the ox up, the dumb guys, one of the guys has this great line. He goes, you treat a queen like a whore and a whore like a queen. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've never heard that before. <laughs> okay. Stupid. <laughs> They're all dirty and they've been locked up for 30 years. They're saying all types of shit. They're like, how would you talk to her? He's like, I'd walk up to her. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Oh dumb, God! Dumb inmates. He's punching and kicking the ox. I'm. Just, I was just waiting for that thing to burst out. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Yes. So this is when we cut back to the foundry where they are about. They're firing up everything to actually cremate all the bodies. Um, and we get this whole cool rebirth scene. Yeah. Where you know ashes to ashes, dust to dust. That whole thing. They're burning the bodies, and right when the bodies are falling into the incinerator, we see the alien burst out of the ox's chest, or in Josh's case, out of the Rottweiler's chest. Mm-hmm. Now, you just saw a second ago the ox scene. The ox scene's much better, right? Yes, yes. So how do they handle the Rottweiler? Like, in this scene, they're hanging the ox up. They're getting rid of it because the ox is... It's one, the of the guys, it's one of the guy's pets. Yeah, okay. and it kind of... It's like you can tell the it's not feeling too well, and it goes and kind of cowers under It's under like fo- it's foaming at the mouth. Mm-hmm. So it really is like the thing. Yeah, wow. it is. It's a lot like the thing. But, it, yeah, it goes and cowers and kind of... I don't know, handles its tummy ache under a, a bit of machinery. <laughs> handles its tummy ache. <laughs> Takes and, a little Pepto-Bismol. But it does do the cut back and forth with the guy's dialogue during the funeral uh, memorial it, It's like service. the same scene. Yeah, it's a lot of... Um, Just not as good. Mm-hmm, but you do see like a bunch of <laughs> like blood and shit come out okay, from yeah. underneath. I think the camera's above and looking down, so you don't actually see the dog explode. But you see everything. You see all the gunk yeah. come out from where he was hiding, and the face or the uh, yeah, chest bursters there. Because with how big the alien pops out of the ox, yeah, yeah, I couldn't imagine an alien that big, right, popping out of a yeah, rock. Well, it's little. And and they, 
I think the scale is slightly different between the scenes as well, but yeah. it makes more sense when it comes out of the ox larger. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So I don't mind the dog scene. I don't because it's a dog and you have a whole nother level of, oh, my God. Um, but the ox scene looks better. Now, granted, in the assembly cut, they clean it up a little bit. Um, but this is actually where we get a first scene, you know, shot of how they did the alien running on all fours. Now, this is the first alien we've seen to run on all fours. Mm-hmm. And the way they accomplish that is it's a puppet shot against a blue screen that they add overlay into the the movie. So it's kind of CGI, but not really. It actually looks terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. It's really so bad. think about an old movie you've seen where someone's falling off a cliff and they're <laughs> clearly not falling off a cliff. It looks like that. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Like when, uh, what's his name, is falling off the building in Die Hard. Yeah, it's the, it's <laughs> it the same in, technology. Yeah. Or the stupid robot scene in uh, Robocop. Oh, exactly. Uh, right. It then. looks just like that. It looks so terrible. Like I watched it and I thought the alien was CGI. I couldn't even tell it was puppetry because yeah. it looks so shitty. It's just the overlay was such a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, when we see the alien in the practical effects, the suit alien, it looks awesome. The best good. looking alien in the entire franchise. Yes. Yeah. It, it is better even than the new movies, Covenant. Mm-hmm. It is awesome. I agree. It yep. looks awesome. It's 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 got the shit dripping off. It's big. It's in your face. Some of the most iconic alien shots in the whole franchise are from this from this movie, movie. Mm-hmm. right? So yeah, I like the whole. You know, from ashes you were born, ashes you'll return, the rebirth thing, um, and that's a, a theme in this film. A lot of this, these Christian fatalistic themes. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of there of lot, Catholicness, right? Yeah, there are a lot of parochial overtones. Absolutely. Is, see, I, that's why I thought they used the dog because I, I honestly had no idea about the ox. Because isn't the Antichrist born of a a dog? In oh, what movie is that? It's, oh, I don't know. It's one. Of, I think they do it in one of the Exorcist movies, and I didn't know that. That would be awesome. The Omen, I think, the it comes Omen from is a, Rottweiler. Yeah. yeah, they use a Rottweiler. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I. That's pretty cool. I, I didn't know they, that. I thought they intentionally did the dog. That would perfect, make sense purposely for the Antichrist. Huh. That would make sense as to why they this. used a Rottweiler. Mm-hmm. Um, this also it. introduces a great part of alien xenomorph lore, and that is that the host of the xenomorph determines what capabilities the creature has the xenomorph has so this one is slightly dog like it runs on all fours mm-hmm. um, i actually think this is the more menacing of the alien types the other ones are born of humans so they're bipedal yeah um oh, well this one this is the first movie where it actually shows the alien eating humans the other movies it just kills them Bec- i don't think in the other movies it ate them i think that this is part right. of this thing's different transformation, but yet that, I don't know though. That was just my thought on it. Yeah, Interesting. I don't, You're right though. It does. It bites people and drags yeah. them up and rips them to pieces because yeah, it's, it's like not cocooning feasting. them. No. The bit of lore that comes from this back to toys uh, <laughs> made the coolest <laughs> Thank action you, figures in the '90s because we had the gorilla alien. Oh yeah, which was really cool looking. The snake alien. <laughs> See now I'm gonna be on eBay buying <laughs> right? toys. Yeah, those. Oh, they were so cool. But this one, I think we had this one and. It was called like the dog alien or something. My yeah. brother had it and it was, yeah, it was a little uh, down on all fours and it was really cool looking. Mm. Pretty fast, real menacing. It doesn't mm. have the the tube structures on its back anymore. It's more, you know, um, sleek. Yep. Anyways, um, Alien 3 really did. I think that's one of the, the best parts of this movie was taking these great things and, and moving it forward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is when we get the big Ripley shaves her head reveal. She's in the shower. She looks great with the shaved head. 
Yeah. Um, yeah she has a great head for it. Not everybody <laughs> like Tywin, the, Tywin the doctor. Lannister. He has a terrible bald he's head. He's got a he's got like a flat spot he, on his well, head. Like me, he has a tiny pinhead. And people like me <laughs> He's all face, dude. Yeah, he's he, all face. He, people like me look terrible with bald heads because right. we have tiny heads. Like you I've got a huge head. Have a great bald head. I imagine Matt has a great bald head. Josh has a nice Josh has a great bald head. I have a tiny pinhead that looks terrible (laughs) with no hair. Luckily I'm not losing it as of yet. Uh, Knock on wood. Yeah, you could be like me. Yeah, same. Power alleys are developing. (laughs) That's great. Power alleys. alleys. So (laughs) so Ripley shows up at the mess hall. So all the prisoners are there. She's supposed to be locked in the infirmary, and she's like, nope. Yeah, she ain't having it. Walks right into lunch, and all the prisoners stop because they cannot believe it. First of all, that they're seeing a woman. Secondly, that woman is a shaved head Sigourney yeah. Weaver. Yeah. She's one of us. And she walks up to the scariest dude in the prison, Dylan, played by Charles Dutton, and she's just going to fucking take a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I'd like to thank you for the words you said. And he's like, what does he say? I'm a I'm a rapist. I rape yeah. and yeah. kill women. Yeah, all right. all right. Thanks for not beating around the bush. There, I'm a guy. rapist and a murderer of women. That's right, specifically and, women. And what does Ripley say? Then I must make you real uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes. Do you badass. think he really is though, or do you think he just said that to intimidate her? I think he is because he doesn't put off that vibe. He's well, he, he's, he's reformed. reformed, living this other. Li- they're all living this other life now. They're yeah. so. Removed. Well, some of the other guys still put off asshole rapey, convict rapey vibes. vibes. I, yeah, I, definite. I, I yeah, agree. I mean, we'll get some of that happens. But. I think he's overcome his issues because she asks him later in the film if he wants to murder her, and he's like, "Yes, I do, but I'm not going to." So this guy, I think he's kind of a two face because I think he he's living a life that he wants, but he's also kind of an asshole. I don't because, think he's kind of because an he's controlling all of these other people, right? And he's so yeah, he's doing just it this, under the guise of religion. Yes, yeah. yes, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. He just he, he appears to be devout to me. I mean, I, he's, he's he and he could, and he could have changed. He's yeah. devout, but in a corrupt way. Right? He still knows how to talk some well, shit. Okay, that's fine, Doug. Glass <laughs> half full, you be glass half empty. <laughs> fine. I'm being half glass cautious. <laughs> Around a bunch of convicts. <laughs> so I don't know. I just I, I thought it was really cool that, you know, again, this character, Ripley, is not taking any shit from anybody. She's already been through hell. She's fought an alien queen. Charles Dutton is not gonna scare her. She's like, right. dude, yeah. I'll fucking pop your eyeballs out. I don't <laughs> yeah. give a shit. You she do lost... not know what I've been through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she, she lost, lost two daughters. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get this other scene now where Ripley starts talking with Clemens. They're alone again, and he's asking too many questions. So what does she do? She interrupts him with, do you find me attractive? Yeah. And he's like, whoa. He's like, I haven't seen a woman in 30 years. What What do you mean? Yeah. And she's like, you know what I mean, in that way. And uh, she totally throws him off his game. And I, this is totally unintentional because Ripley, the character, is a strong female, and She's controlling these men, and she knows exactly what she needs to do to do it. Now, mm-hmm. I also think, given what's happened to her, maybe she does want some action because, you know, geez. <laughs> she's, she's a human. It's yeah, a she's while. had a rough, a rough couple of years, guys. Yeah. Grandma wants some love. Yeah. <laughs> she, she is a badass, man. She. Yeah. She and what other awesome. actress could portray it this way than Sigourney Weaver? Yeah, like, I don't mm-hmm. think any. No one. I think I heard once that they intentionally also did this to con contrast her character from aliens where she's 
basically sexless in that in that movie. She's she's down to the level of all the soldiers. She's just like one of the grunts. Mm-hmm. And so same want, with Vasquez wanna, in that movie too. Yeah, yeah. and they want to remind you that she is a sexual being. She's she's a human, and yeah. I, I like when people see this movie and they're like, oh, why would she just do that? I'm like, would it be cool if the dude just did that? Yeah, what does know. it matter if it's a girl or a guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah like you said, you know, we all have needs. Yep. And she's had a, she's had a rough one. Yeah. She needs a beer is what she needs. There you go. <laughs> so we, we cut to one of the workers is cleaning an air duct and he's, he's singing this awesome. He's singing and it's awesome. Anyone want to sing what he was singing? In the years. I couldn't hear it because it was so fucking echoey. <laughs> Is he singing that one old in the year twenty five twenty five? Have you heard that song? No. Year oh. two thousand. <laughs> it's kind of like Conan. <laughs> <But he's laughs> so he's cleaning the stuff out, and he looks down, and one of the um, there's like a sub duct going into this large um, chamber that moves air. So there's a large fan to bring fresh air through the station, and he notices the. It, like the cover's broken out and he looks in he actually sees the xenomorph in there like trying to get comfortable and he's like what the, <laughs> yeah the he's fuck? just making itself a bad so he <laughs> squints and he goes in for a closer look because the lighting's dark and the thing <laughs> lashes out at him and, and bites him mm-hmm. yeah and and like he just throws himself backwards because he's i don't know if it bit his chin off or what but he rolls and the suction of the fan sucks him right into the fan and his body fucking explodes yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's a cool effect it's yeah. gruesome way awesome so yeah he had he had a rough day <laughs> that was a bad it's a bad moment so in time when, while this is happening again this is the whole rebirth thing is when he's falling into the fan ripley's in the middle of bang and clemens in the infirmary and they're laying next to each other and you know they're his back is to her she's like spooning him and she sees he's got a prisoner tattoo on the back of his neck. And she's like, whoa, I thought he was like a doctor. An employee here, yeah. This yeah. dude is a prisoner. He's a bad boy. And so they have a little exchange and she asks him about it. And he's like, well, I, you know, I don't want to get into that now. We'll talk about it later. And she's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you hiding? <laughs> yeah, so they, they're actually interrupted because Clemens is summoned by the warden to investigate the scene of this horrible accident, right? believe they say uh he's been diced sir <laughs> yeah and he's like hmm. <laughs> they, yeah, that's i like that do. clemens is really interested he's like oh yeah looks like i got something cool to go do yeah. for once so he runs in um runs up there and he sees the acid burn he's a very intelligent guy and he's like i've never seen that before and he doesn't say anything to anyone and actually they identify the guy because of his boots because his body oh, yeah. has been so mashed so this is also, you know, we get, we get a nice cut into um, Ripley snuck inside the busted escape pod. Again, she's out alone doing whatever she wants to do in this facility. And she's going to try to get the the, the escape pod's like black box, right? It's computer mm-hmm, right. system. And she, she's pulling it out. Clemens shows up and scares the shit out of her. She's like, oh! <laughs> and he, he asked, he, he's already noticed that she's already seen the burns. And he's like, yeah, by the way, I saw this. Yeah. And Ripley's fucking worried. Yep. And she's Rightly like, uh, so. she's like, where the hell is uh, my android bishop? And he's like, oh, well, he's in a scrap pile, like Star Wars. Yeah. We mashed them all up, and you can go find him. I got other things to do. So he's going to go get a dressing down by the warden, and at the same time, Ripley sneaks out to find Bishop's body in a bunch of scrap. Um, and then this is when we cut to Clemens talking to the warden, and the warden 
essentially yells at him and they have kind of a contentious exchange and the warden actually mentions his fucked up past and he knows that he's been messing around with Ripley already because they're always alone together. Um, also, we see that um, he's talked to Whalen Corporation and that Ripley is extremely important and they want her kept alive and quarantined. Yeah, yeah. Because they are trying to get this xenomorph that has eluded them now for... 60 years mm-hmm. so yeah. long. they want to weaponize it yeah. yep. they also have access to all the same computer information that uh, Ripley is about to get from Bishop so they know what's up they've already sent a ship oh that's right and yeah. they sent the fat they sent a warship just like the uh, the other one um, out there to retrieve everything could you imagine a whole army of these things facing these things like they this is the most unstoppable creature ever imagined seriously i was just thinking about that like the way that they keep going and the way that the way they reproduce yeah the way they reproduce and the species just perpetuates is like nothing else we've seen in movies right like it's an unstoppable force almost Mm -hmm. i almost had an issue with the alien versus predator movies because i'm like i think the aliens would totally dominate the predators yeah i mean what does the predator have it has invisibility has that gun on its shoulder technology yeah it has technology but don't the alien power of computers jack (laughs) (laughs) but the alien has almost like a computer like brain it is it's it's so smart I, i actually talk about its composition here later but you're absolutely right and it's a whole it's a hive mentality creature it's a it's operating at a different level yeah right so I just couldn't imagine, like, if if they successfully got a hold of one, successfully weaponized it, which I don't, I don't know how you would turn an alien like this that we talked about is so smart. Well, yeah, like, it's a dumb, it's a dumb idea. There's well, but, no way they would be successful. But that's what Prometheus and Alien Covenant discuss. Mm-hmm. Now, did David, an android by Wayland, do some of this? I don't think so. But he found that maybe that's what the engineers were doing. And now you need to watch the other movies. I'm not going to get into the engineers. But there's this whole lore. And the best thing about this franchise is we don't actually have any hard answers. We don't actually know anything. Yeah. You know, and I I think that's really cool. Well, even like you discussed, it goes to Prometheus and it talks about kind of the origin. But still, even there's there's something before that. Right. Yeah. Is this an ancient bioweapon? Have they we, we don't actually know. Yeah. It's crazy just to think about like successfully weaponizing this thing would be unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. Even in death it can kill you. Because it's yeah. blood, blood, blood is, is acid. acid. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's crazy. No so, armor could defeat it. No. So so Ripley um finds Bishop in the scrap heap and I love the Bishop practical effects. He's so he's good, a, yeah. a puppet and it is the coolest freaking puppet ever the animatronic looks oh it's just amazing he looks amazing they actually wanted to use the actor right oh really but they ended up using the animatronic because it looked better than the actor because he's an android all busted up yeah it looks amazing and he's malfunctioning because he's all mashed up yeah Yeah. so she finds him in the scrap pile and she's grabbing his arm and his head and puts him over her shoulder and she goes to leave and she's cornered by four inmates that are ready to do some raping (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and they grab her and throw her up against the railing and they're going to hardcore rape her. And I'm like, oh, my God, is Alien 3 going to show us some of this shit? This would be fucking the worst thing ever. Yeah. I was concerned about that as well because I couldn't really remember because it's been a long time since I've seen this. I, I remember, remember how far yeah, it goes. It's like, Ugh. it's cringy and horrible. And 
and yeah. real. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, real. these, it's real. She's uh, she's the most badass, you know, badass bitch on the planet in the universe. But these are these four hardened inmates, and she doesn't have a good chance. Now, luckily, our guy Dylan comes in with like, what does he have? He like picks up like a piece of it's like, like a cable, pipe, broken pipe. pipe. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a pipe. He starts mashing the shit out of these dudes, and he's like, "Yeah, you need to get out of here. I gotta teach the brothers a lesson or well, something." Right. And in one scene, it looks like there's like a yeah thing of tissue or yeah. brain on the end of the pipe. Oh, yeah, yeah, I noticed that. on the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. He flayed them. He whooped their asses. <laughs> but does he kill a dude? Like, I, I think he does. Yeah, I mean, I, just I, did, flesh. I didn't count how many. I don't know if he kills one. He might. I think he did. He, he bashed that skull in. Yeah. I don't. That's a hunk of human on the end of that <laughs> it pipe. Really is. It's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. So yeah, not good. Um, and we see at the same time there's three prisoners that are tasked with kind of mapping some of the facility, just their everyday stuff. And they run into the xenomorph. And the one dude sees it. He's like, "What the hell?" And this is a great scene of them using, um, following, uh, the way the flame moves when there's drafts. Yeah. And it's it's well put together. And this guy goes up, and he gets chomped by an alien. Two of the guys go to run away. The alien, and this is the first time we get this great full-body alien shot. It gra- it's a dude with a cross on his forehead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Grabs him, shoots his you know, second mouth out, blows the guy's head off, and all the blood, buckets of blood and brain, <laughs> so splash good. on the crazy guy yeah. who everyone hates garlic, the yeah. smelly crazy guy. Yeah. <laughs> I like that it shows the inner teeth going through his skull oh, mm-hmm. so this movie <laughs> dominates with these practical practical effects so the dude is covered in blood and he, and he escapes he gets away yeah and the inmates find him and think that he's murdered these guys because yeah. he's covered in blood and he's stinky and everyone hates him he's a loon so they they can't cuff him to the bed in the infirmary this is where he keeps calling it a dragon yeah, he goes, the dragon, yeah. the dragon. Yeah. And then this where Ripley's like, you saw what? Yeah, and Ripley immediately knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, <laughs> we get, this is right at the same time we get a, the great cut of, of Ripley assessing or accessing Bishop's memory. Again, we see this great animatronic thing, and she's asking it questions, and it's almost like he's been programmed not to answer. But he is a high-level robot who is only directive is not harming humans and it's almost like he has to tell her there was an alien aboard the Stilaco ship mm-hmm. right and they use what's his name's actual voice lance henriksen lance henriksen's actual voice um and with his voice with this animatronic thing this is one of the highlights of this whole movie is this brief 35 yeah, second it really is scene. it might be my favorite part of the movie yeah it's just excellent it's just excellent and so she, now she knows her worst fears have been realized. There is a xenomorph running around the station. And, you know, she's like, great, I get to live this for the third time. And she actually says at one point, she goes, we are fucked. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, because she, <laughs> she doesn't have that huge animatronic oh, suit yeah. to wear yeah. to beat, beat this the one. power loader. Yeah. yeah. So, right. so th- this is a cool setup. So we, we know she's had this intimate relationship with Clemens, and Clemens seems to be the, the main character. You expect Clemens and Ripley to escape. And he tells a great character backstory to her in the infirmary while the other crazy guy with blood on him is handcuffed to the bed. And he says, she's like, well, why are you here? And he goes, well, um, I had to work a 36-hour shift at the hospital I was at, and I got off work and decided to have a bunch of drinks. Then they called me back into work. He's like, so I went back in hammered, and there's a horrible accident. 
and all these patients came in, they were burnt, and I had to administer drugs, and I accidentally OD'd every one of them with morphine. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, so I was sent here. Now, his sentence wasn't that long because of the circumstance. It wasn't intentional. Um, he had to come back work when he wasn't on call, and he was drunk. Horrible situation. Yeah. So he could have been released and left when they picked up all the other prisoners. Yeah, but he stayed. He stayed due to the embarrassment from his colleagues and everybody and the shame he felt in doing that. He's like, this is what I deserve. I will stay here. But doesn't Or no, he, he wasn't. Was he drunk or he was a, a morphine addict? Yeah. He, he was talk, a morphine addict. He talks addict. about sorry. how he's still addicted to morphine. Yeah, they show him he takes yeah. morphine out and puts some in his own bottle. So he's giving everyone less morphine yeah. than he should. And he's injecting himself with oh, that's right. morphine. Yeah. So it's a tragic story of addiction for this guy and shame, and so he's isolated himself on this place. Um, and, and I like that connection you get. The funny thing is, right when we start to get the warm feels and, and, and sadness for him, the alien drops into the room, <laughs> yeah. grabs his head, and blows the top of his skull apart yep. with its second mouth right yep. in front of uh, yeah, Ripley. Yeah, so this is the second time we see his teeth go into a yeah. skull. <laughs> <laughs> And this is cool because the the convict on the bed sees it and he's and he starts and yeah. he likes it. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> this is the most magnificent dragon because he's insane." Yeah, yeah he, the, he he shouldn't be in prison. He should be in a mental hospital. <laughs> this yes. guy's crazy. Definitely. Yes. So Sigourney, this is where we get the greatest scene in Alien movie franchise history. It's, she is scared. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. She leans up against a wall in the infirmary, and this creature comes up to her. And we get the close-up of its head right in hers. The lips kind of curl up, yeah. and the little they, second mouth comes out and chomps. And yeah. the inner teeth right next to her oh, cheeks. And the drool is just yeah. like a She's fountain. sweating. <laughs> yeah. It's everything you know, we've come to love about these movies all in one scene. Yep. And then it leaves. Yeah, it doesn't attack her. It... Yeah, so I she's scared to death. So she runs out of there, and she runs into where everyone is, which is the mess hall. And the warden's there. And this is when she says, we are fucked. Yeah, but she she's smart enough to to put together pretty quickly as to why the alien didn't yeah. kill her. Yeah, she right. does start to sense Oh, something. yeah, she actually says, we are fucked before that when she's talking to Clemens. Yeah. Anyways, she does run uh, into the infirmary and... As she's yelling and everyone's like, what is wrong with this lady? The alien <laughs> drops down from a hole in the ceiling, grabs the warden, and just rips him to shreds. And blood spitting ass comes yeah. flying all over the floor. And, and everyone's when, like, oh, yeah, shit. That, that's when everyone sees it and everyone knows what's going on now. Yep. Yeah. And they are freaked out. Rightly um, so. Yeah. It's, it's an awesome death. Just this dude's legs kicking and yeah, people are like, cool. should, we, should we help him? Should we not help him? Like I no mean, one it, knows what to do. It's a death we've seen in other horror movies. Oh, of course. It, it's shot and executed very well. Very mm-hmm. pumpkin head like pulling him up yeah, off the ground. exactly. It's really Which, cool. Another Lance Henriksen. Yeah. Movie. I know. Another <laughs> alien connection because I feel like alien heavily influenced pumpkin head. Yeah. yeah. The design of him. For yeah. sure. Yep. And that's also a great monster. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so now they leave the infirm or the mess hall, and they're all gathered. And essentially, they're like, "Well, who's the leader?" And you think Dylan's going to be like, "I'm the leader." Dylan's like, "Fuck that, <laughs> I'm not the leader." She's an officer because Ripley is an officer, right. Lieutenant Ripley, the lieutenant. Yeah, and Ripley <laughs> is like again another guy gets up in her face and talks about mashing her head through the wall, and she's like, "Do it, I think save us all some trouble." Yeah, you think Dutton was 
in charge because he knew he could kick everyone's ass in this in this prison. But then when Ripley comes, he's like, I can't kick her ass anymore. She's so mentally she's the yeah, now. She's mentally stronger than all of them. She's been through things they could never imagine. And they and it shows. I think she could even physically outmatch most of these guys. <laughs> well, you know, after the the rape scene when she's going to leave, she, oh, does, she does punch a motherfucker yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. She punches she like a like yeah. a great punch. Mm-hmm. And she shakes her hand because yeah. you know that yeah. she would hurt like hell. Yep. She's so awesome. Yeah, great. I like great. that 85 Aaron thinks he's in charge, and he's so dumb. By the way, throughout this whole movie, he just is dumb. He says <laughs> dumb things. I like or later in the movie, he goes, after two seconds. Oh, it's right here. He goes, well, I'm out of ideas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, you didn't have any you ideas, have you dumb any. fuck. <laughs> You've been out of ideas. Uh, oh, my God. So they hatched this kind of uh, half-ass plan to get this horrible flammable chemical that they store on the facility and put it in all the air ducts and tunnels and burn the alien into um, a room they can lock because Ripley's like, I know one thing they're afraid of is fire. That's Mm -hmm. like the only thing that can destroy them is fire. So they're like, cool, let's do it. So they get all this shit out there. It's really nasty. It's like napalm. They're rubbing it all over everything. And as they're doing it, one of the guys drops, they have these really cool flares that they use um, with a quick strike head. Mm-hmm. And he drops his, and it's just sitting on a oh, ledge. Yeah, that slow mo drop. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Well, the slow mo well, drop happens after he drops it the first time. That's right. He yep. goes to get it, and then the alien shows up and yeah. gets his ass, mm-hmm. and then it falls. It falls out of the yep. hole. Hits, yeah, hits the <laughs> ground, lights up everything. And of course, 85 is like, I told you to wait. And everyone's like, He didn't do it on purpose, you dummy. <laughs> Flames everywhere, kills a bunch of guys, they get burnt up. And it does force the alien into the containment room. Some cool explosions. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Definitely. For now. Yeah. Yeah. While this is happening, one of the inmates is tasked at guarding the crazy guy in the infirmary. Well, the crazy guy is not as crazy as we think because he manages to get the guy to release him. So undo his handcuffs. And when the guy turns his back, Mr. Crazy Bloodface mashes him in the back of the head. Was it with a fire extinguisher? What is yeah, that? I think it was a fire extinguisher. Knocks his ass out and escapes. So if this guy, guy is crazy murderer, why hasn't he just been murdering everyone the whole time? Because th- there was balance before. Okay. And and Ripley has fucking thrown a wrench in the whole thing. So now it's just set this dude off. Yeah. And well, he's seen blood. He's it's like he's say. tasted blood again, mm-hmm. and he's oh. he's hungry. The dragon inspired. Oh, I I like that theory that yeah. he's tasted blood. Yeah, he's, he's got the, he's got the craving for it again. So he wants to find the dragon to follow its destruction, and he walks up to the other. Now there's a guy tacit guarding where the alien is trapped, and Whalen Yutani's on the way. They're like, yeah, we'll just leave him in here. He walks up to him. He grabs like a pen knife and violently slits his buddy, the guard's throat. The guy starts gargling, you know, that classic thing, falls mm-hmm. to the ground. This crazy inmate opens the doors, walks in looking for the alien, you know. Yeah, kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> and the alien obliges him by fucking ripping his head Not off. Not a great idea. Yeah, and running out. So now the alien's loose again. Now, Josh, in the cut that you watched, you remember this whole sequence is very different. In fact, they forego this whole sequence. Yeah, They I don't show say. the really? inmate is part of has become obsessed that whole subplot is not in the theatrical cut yeah i was gonna say i'm 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 lost here (laughs) yeah so and a lot of the shots are cut very abruptly yeah it's a choppy movie from at a certain point it starts to become a very choppy hard to almost hard to follow the action sequences but yeah i was i was wondering what was going on here (laughs) 
Um, by the way, when they do trap it the first time, did you guys notice one of the inmates actually just sacrificed himself for yeah. the group? Yeah, it's yeah. the raper guy. Yeah. The guy that what, tries to rape Because he's Ripley. trying to atone for his sins of mm. trying to rape Ripley. Yeah. And, you know, Dutton probably took a chunk of the back of his head out of him and said, hey, <laughs> yeah. now you gotta, you know, you got to pay God for what you did. And he, he sacrifices himself. There's a lot of, you know, sacrifice in this film. Yeah. Uh, several characters do it. So now we're so in the in the version Josh saw, there's only one finale. In the assembly cut, there's two. There's this false finale where they trap it and it doesn't work, and now we get to the real finale. So the aliens loose again, and it's picking people off, and they know they are all fucked. We find out that Waylon Utani now is talking to eighty five in the old warden's office and is actually only two hours away because they have busted ass to get there as soon as possible to collect this specimen. Mm. So they have a new plan. The new plan is to get the alien by using bait, using Sigourney Weaver, Ripley, and the other crew to trap it in the where they pour these gigantic lead molds. So to dump molten lead on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I I don't think you mentioned that she had the thing inside of her. Oh right? no, I'm getting to that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they hatch this plan, and she's already been showing signs of being pregnant for the last little bit of the film. She. So she she's feeling yeah. nauseous. Yeah. Classic signs of pregnancy, right? Mm-hmm. And she has kind of a cough. Um, shit is getting weird. And it's like now she realizes she puts it all together shortly after the warden gets eaten that, fuck, I'm the one that got impregnated. Yep. And yeah. this goes back to the great aspect of this franchise, what, this, what these movies are about. These movies are about rape and yeah. about... Um, the religious aspect of these rituals and these crazy things. And it's really crazy to make a franchise, a popular movie franchise based on this. Remember, Ash tries to forcibly shove a rolled up nudie magazine down her throat, mm-hmm. tries to rape her that way. Um, you know, all the films, these, these horrible things happen. The aliens, they, they have the vagina faces yeah. that lay eggs in your throat. You're violated, they right? Literally. Yeah. Well, Rape your face, as Danzig put it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it, I, I like it because it's it's out there and it's and it's all yeah. based on H.R. Geiger's original works, which right. all involve Christian symbolism, sexuality, uh, rape, all these crazy things. Machinery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, industrial. Yeah, it's it's just cool that they they've kept this running theme, which makes these movies very interesting and terrifying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the alien doesn't rip you to shreds. It's going to stick a phallic thing down your throat and impregnate you as a man. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing good is happening to anyone with these creatures. And I just, that whole aspect to it, it just makes them so menacing yeah. to well, me. Yep. Yeah. Because once you realize you've been, I guess, impregnated, the <laughs> clock is ticking. And yeah. And just the knowing that thing is going to come bursting out of your chest. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, and... I think uh, it was like the screenwriter, I think, of the first one intentionally wanted to make masculinity and men kind of uncomfortable by the concept of being raped and being what well, like a worse extent of that pregnant from your rape. Yes. That a lot of women do have to go through. And hmm. this is a it, terrifying. It's, it's letting us all feel that, mm-hmm. you know, thing in, in a weirdest way. Yeah, it's a terrifying concept that I think a lot of people casually gloss over mm. i mean until it affects someone that they love or something but yeah for it's, sure 
It's a it's a bad concept. And let's think about the imagery of the xenomorph and the life cycle. And we didn't talk about the life cycle of this, um, but you know, an alien queen lays eggs. Um, the eggs are programmed that when people are things are around it, they open up, and a face hugger jumps out. A face hugger is a giant crab thing that has a a mouth. I don't know what you call it. It looks just like a vagina, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. it, that's intentional. And so out of that comes a, a second mouth. A second mouth that lays the egg deep into your throat. Yeah. So once they do that, then another alien is born from the host. Okay, so that's this crazy life cycle. Now, the xenomorph itself has a gigantic head that looks like a dick. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's these very sexual creatures. The facehuggers are sexualized, the alien is, and it adds to that fear, again, of rape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who you are. I mean, they're coming for you. Yeah. Well, and the alien's extremely animalistic. It's only it's a machine. drive. It's, it's like a only machine. only drive is to survive and perpetuate the species. Yeah. Like it has no thought other than keep living right and this is why it won't kill ripley because ripley has not only does ripley have an alien inside of her but the alien queen left an alien queen egg to impregnate her so she has an alien queen growing inside her Mm -hmm. which is also why the gestation period is longer because it's an alien queen not a standard drone right yeah and i like that the female is the more much much more superior oh yeah being in in this Whatever this species. Lot of species, it's like it a beehive, is, right? Yeah, I was gonna say an ant colony. Like the, yeah, like yeah. an ant colony, or uh, yeah. yeah. And we must protect <laughs> the queen. So, Aaron eighty five gives Ripley some a little bit more info about Wayland and that they're coming, and she demands to make up a story so they don't come to the planet, and he will not give her the access code. Now, I thought, I remember the first time I saw the assembly cut that she was just gonna murder his ass. But she doesn't. She actually understands that he wants to get the fuck out of there and doesn't understand what he's dealing with. One, she uh, sympathizes with the fact that he's borderline disabled with his IQ. By the way, what is the IQ cutoff? I know IQ isn't a real measurement anymore, but it's like right around there, right? That's why they make fun of him because he's almost not able to function. Mm -hmm. Yeah, He's a little bit smarter than Forrest Gump, but not much. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Forrest Gump. Wasn't Forrest Gump 80 IQ? I don't remember. He was just enough either. to get into the military, wasn't he? He was like, yeah, he was like right so. at the level. Yeah. So yeah, we're in the finale essentially now. They're trying to get him into this mold, and actually, Lieutenant Ripley goes looking for the alien at first to see what she can do with it, knowing that it won't kill her. And she has this kind of crazy hallucinogenic scene, one of my favorite scenes in the movie, where she sees its head and it's like crumbled up in this pipe, and it's late. It has labored breathing, and she gets a uh, long piece of steel. And goes to ram it right through its head, only to find that what she thought was his head was just a weird pipe elbow. Full, of, ma- yeah. full of crickets or something. Yeah, full of nasty Please. bugs yeah. and cockroaches. and Lice and cockroaches and other grossies. But then <laughs> she looks up and actually does see the xenomorph in all its glory. Yeah, another awesome, awesome shot yes, of the alien is, right And here. it's pissed at her and she's fucking with it. And it doesn't like that. It's like, don't touch me. And it hisses and it's flailing. It's got that scorpion tail. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I I love the shot right before this that you just described, where it shows the alien head and then she swings and it's a pipe. So we don't know if she really saw it and it moved, or or if, she, or if right. she's thinking she's seeing something that she didn't. Mm-hmm. Totally. 
So, I don't know. This is She goes in at this point, and this is right when that final ha- plan is about to be hatched, and she goes into Dylan, Charles Dutton, in this, like, it's like a jail cell. And she goes, look, I'm pregnant with this thing. I need you to murder me. You still like to murder women? He's like, <laughs> fucking A, I do. <laughs> yeah. So she p- gets, puts herself on the bars. Notice she puts herself in the crucifixion position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, yep. great imagery. And he has an axe. And he swings it above her head because he's not going to kill her. And he, this is where I, I agree with Matt. He is reformed. He had every opportunity to do everything he'd ever want to do in his past life and doesn't do it. Yeah. And he essentially says, look, you know, you can kill yourself later, but we need to get this thing now um, because, you know, it's the right th- thing to do. Waylon's going to get it. Yeah. They're going to lose control. Everybody's fucked. He's kind of Judasing her, right? By selling her out to the. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of, yeah, yeah. yeah actually. Well, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So Dutton now, you know, Dylan, played by Charles Dutton. I don't like that the name is so similar, by the way. <laughs> yeah. He recruits the, the guys. He's like, look, you guys are going to die. Do you want to die fighting or do you want to die sitting here, you know, shooting dice? And, you know, they're like, fuck it, you're right. And they go to work to trap this thing. Now, as they're setting up the trap, they're getting picked off slowly one by one. And this is my one of my favorite things about this movie is we get the first POV shot from the alien. But uh, I do love the POV in this. This one is fast and the alien can run dead. on the ceiling. So we see the upside down. It's very disorienting and also makes you feel claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. These guys, When I was a kid, I was always like, fuck. It has that slight fisheye look yeah. Yeah. to the yeah. camera work too. It's really cool. Which they do in the video game and it's fun. So there's some tense scenes where guys are getting away and not getting away, and we see another skull blasted through a window that of of Postlewaite gets his whole head exploded. It's yeah. awesome and gruesome deaths. Yeah, how about the guy that gets bit in the throat and rips his throat out? Dylan's dragging him into the mold. Oh yeah, yeah. Only for him to not make it. Like he, he kind of survived, but yeah. didn't. Mm-hmm. And the alien's smart. It it knows that it's trying to be trapped. Um, but it still gets sucked into the mold by the last two. Well, there's still one other guy left, but there's there's Ripley, Dylan, and that weird asshole yeah, guy. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy. Oh, yeah. We're, we're watching. The movie is on behind us, by the way, so we can see this happening live. Yeah. <laughs> so at this time, we see that Waylon, the ship is in the atmosphere. It is landing the guys. We actually see the, the crew uh, boots on the ground. We see these assault troopers wearing these weird... Hockey goalie masks. They've got the pulse yeah. rifles with them. Do, 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 do. There's there's a there's a Japanese science officer, um, which goes back to Blade Runner and the whole Blade Runner lore, which is obviously adopted to these films, is that Japan is going to take over the world. Their technology, um, their culture is going to spread, and and I always thought that was really cool. I actually I, I love Japanese culture, so I'd be okay with it. I'm like, yeah, yeah fuck, I'll, I'll I'll live in that world. Yeah, all good. us Nintendo nerds are for it. I know. That's what I'm like. You guys. <laughs> They make all the, well, especially in the 80s, they were really, yeah. their economy, yeah. economy was booming. I mean, every electronic thing was made over there. All the cars were Japanese cars. Mm-hmm. And they're an awesome people. Yeah, really cool. Mm-hmm. So there's a Japanese science officer with this group, and we see there's some masked guy wearing a scarf around his face behind them. We find out in a second who that is. So <laughs> they get the alien in the mold. And, you know, they're like, hey, let's crawl out of here. Let's trap this thing. Well, they realize that the alien is going to try to follow them out of the mold. And so what happens is Dylan grabs Ripley and pushes her up. He's like, you go, I'm going to stay here. And he stays in the mold. And the alien looks at him and charges him and grabs him. And he starts fighting with it. Yeah. 
and it's biting the fuck out of him. He's like, "Is that all you got?" Ah. <laughs> yes. Fucking shit. And it's and it's this kind of overhead shot, and it's really great. I, I think it's awesome. And he's and he's a tough motherfucker because he's going toe to toe with it. Now, eventually, we hear him start to scream as it disembowels him or whatever. And right then, the guy upstairs hits the button. Hot ass lead pours all over it. Yeah. Now, what they don't know is that a xenomorph isn't a carbon based life form. <laughs> It's a silicon-based life form. Yeah, so this doesn't really work. So molten lead is not going to fuck it up. Now, it's not going to be happy, but it jumps out of this lead mold covered in molten lead. Now, the molten is slightly cooling due to the ambient temperature, right? And they're like, oh, shit, what do we do? And someone has a bright idea to hit the sprinklers. So that cold water hits this lead. Well, isn't it Ripley that hits it? She hits it, but I don't know yeah, if someone who tells her to, though. Now, huh. Did you guys notice? So that I guess that was foreshadowing way back when they had the explosion in the tunnels mm-hmm. there, and then they hit the sprinklers to put out the fire. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. there was a there was a like a, a bucket or something, a metal bucket that popped. Oh yeah, I didn't catch I, that. I, I'm That's assuming good. the whole point of that was foreshadowing this mm. moment. That's good. Good, yeah, good. Yeah. Sweet. Good catch, man. So the alien explodes. Now, that really wouldn't have happened, of course, but it's still a cool shot. The whole thing explodes. It's dead. Like, I love that it just starts cracking. Yeah. yeah. It's screaming because it's cracking and it's in pain and then it explodes. So right at this time, Waylon shows up. The the stormtroopers bust through the door. It's like a straight Darth Vader entrance, right? (laughs) And And who do you see? Well, first you see the science officer and he's asking questions with a very thick Japanese accent. Yep. And... They want to get Ripley because they know she's been impregnated. And to Doug's point, right now is where we see Bishop 2 is behind that. Now, in the lore, he's known as Bishop 2. Here's the question. So Bishop 2 wants to coax Ripley to come with them. She won't do it. And 85, (laughs) they actually shoot the one guy, and 85 realizes, oh, shit, these guys are not here for anything good. So he takes a pipe and bashes Bishop over the head yeah. with it. Now, this would have killed a normal human. So when, when that individual, when the inmate gets shot... Right, the, through the legs. The Bishop guy, stop, you know, he jumps like, no, don't. And so then I'm confused, like, ooh, maybe this... maybe It's he, against his directive, Matt. But we don't know that he's a robot yet, because he claims... We don't. That, we don't know that he's a robot, period. He tells Ripley... he tells I, him that the Bishop that she knows yeah. was designed after his likeness. So, so, yeah, right? yeah he, he says... He tells Ripley that, yeah, it's his likeness. But then when he gets... The company wanted you to see a familiar face. Yeah. And she says, Bishop, you're an android. He goes, no, I'm the creator of Bishop. That's what he claims. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> but yeah. it never it never confirms it, whether I, he I is. Think I, it does. If I think it, it does. It, yeah. That blow from a weighted pipe would have killed, killed you. It, it rips his ear off. Yeah, did you see his ear? Mashes the back of his neck. And he's he's I'm just mildly he's like mildly annoyed by it. <laughs> turning around because yeah the scene's coming up because his ear that's when I was like oh man he's lying yeah because again glass half full I wanted to believe him I did I too. wanted this guy to be a good guy I dog. did too because yeah. that is a good oh shit moment yeah but yeah look at that face so we're just watching the scene he he looks at Ripley in this way that is not how a normal person looks at you it's how an android does yeah look at that. it's how a pumpkin head looks at you yeah oh, that's right here, here's where the guy gets shot and I'm like oh he's bad no he's good he's good no violence peace peace yeah. no I I think that Bishop 2 is an advanced version of Bishop now yeah. in the whole lore of the aliens films there's been several androids the first model was the ash model who was known to malfunction and murder entire crews on ships. Mm-hmm. The Bishop model was designed specifically not to do that. Now, Bishop 
I think was almost too um, willing to help people, and they had to change it and make one that was even more believable, which is Bishop too. Right. Yeah. So it just showed the scene clopped. where he got clobbered, but he—it's like a glancing but, blow to but, the side. Just, look, like here's the part. So they're showing the Bishop guy again. Yeah. His ear is like right all ripped here. off. Yeah, it's it's on this coming up on this shot. He's but jacked. But the reason his ear is like that is because it's a glancing blow that goes like, like down the side of his head and hits him on the top of his shoulder. Doug, if yeah. you show up with an ear like that, I'm leaving. Yeah, I can see not, it. That's I can not see survivable. It right now. So guys, Mister. here's the question though. So Bishop being created after a human would be how old? Older than this person oh, is. Oh, yeah. the guy's human. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that it's the actual bishop. I think it's a you know, they're trying to comfort her because they know what happened. She's valuable. Yeah. yeah. She's and yeah. they know what happened at Hadley's Hope. They know how she felt about Ash. They know everything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they sent an ambassador, um, a much better bishop, a bishop too. That's what I think. I mean, I Doug, I'm totally with you if you don't agree, but that's what I always thought. Yeah. I, I mean I don't I like personally I don't open. yeah, it's I like cool. that it's open. I don't feel like I need to know either way. And I don't really care. <laughs> well, personally, w- the fact that it can lie to her just kind of proves how much more menacing this advanced yeah. this yeah. company is. Or is he the creator that's been um, enhanced? Yeah. Right. I, I I just think there's he is in he's a pawn of the corporation, and I don't think he's the real flesh and blood blood person. There's something more to but, him. Mm-hmm. He does have the red blood. Mm-hmm. Androids. And oh, this point. universe have white blood. Good point. There wasn't the milky. No, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. I think Bishop 2 was something else. Maybe a hybrid. Mm. I don't know. Maybe he's the infused original creator. I don't know. Maybe he, uh, the creator, maybe he went into cryogenic sleep when the crew were so he could stay in the moment with them through the whole process. It's possible. Knowing, yeah, knowing what they were ultimately trying to do, which was to get... But then again, the bishop, the android, helped them destroy Hadley's hope, blow up the whole station. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's something for everyone to discuss. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, I guess the moral of that is don't trust the corporation, guys. <laughs> I mean, that's Elon Musk walking in and be like, come with us, it's fine. Yeah. Buy a Tesla. Yeah, Fuck that guy. That oh, guy. Amazon? Yeah. Oh, by the way, we merged with Amazon. Yeah. That guy's a modern-day bishop. Yep. Seriously. <laughs> that guy's a total ass clown. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Or Zuckerberg. He's a robot. Uh, yeah. He is, dude. He is. he is an android. I'm not convinced yeah. he's not human. No. I think if you if you cut him, you'll have a milky substance. For sure. Will. Yeah. So when all this finale is happening, you know, Ripley decides to off herself by doing a back, you know, and back it. dive into the incinerator. And she, Arms. you know, again, Christ-like yep. figure, arms wide, perfectly straight. Yep. She terminators herself. Yeah, she does. <laughs> In fact, they, they had problems with this ending because they thought it was too much like the Terminator, yeah. which it is similar. It, oh, it, really? Yeah. yeah. Other than she dives in instead of lowers herself slowly down. <laughs> yeah, thumbs she, up. yeah, she does. Yeah. She should have done a thumbs up or the <laughs> aliens should, <laughs> she have. should have. Well, she has her arms out like, you know, yeah. in, in the Christus, right? Yes. While she's falling yeah. down. It would be awesome if she was giving thumbs up. She's, she's like, hey. Falling down. Yeah. Are the finger guns? Mm-hmm. Yeah, finger, finger guns would be guns. great. <laughs> pew, pew. So, so, Josh, in the version you watched, oh, as boy. she was falling, did the chest bruster start to come out? Yes. So there's actually there's another version. There's three really? versions of this. So the one huh. I had on here, it doesn't bust out. Right. And the assembly cut, you don't see The assembly cut, out. nothing. 
And then there's the one where it does. Yep, right at the last minute before she hits the lava. It's like, oh. yeah. It does it fall out. in after her or what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah she, it's in her she chest. She grips it like oh, so to she make grabs sure it, it does not it. jump okay. up. Like you almost, oh, wow. yeah, you can, you can see her put some force into just. Do you know what the the runtime of the one you watched was? Hundred and fourteen minutes, I think. Yeah, so you oh, have wow. the, the theatrical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot shorter. what's the runtime of ours? One hundred and forty-seven or something yeah. like that. Whew. Something like that. So we find at the end that Waylon closes the facility. They take the two, the one guy who's alive in shackles out of there, and they lock it up. They're done with it. You know, they have no need anymore, and they leave. Now, I almost thought that they left this facility open initially because it was so close of a planet to Hadley's Hope, that planet. And maybe that was going to be a base of operations, or maybe they were going to use that original prison colony to be infected to uh, learn yeah, about these things. I, I believe know. that. Look, that it's but, right up their alley. Right, yeah. but now that Hadley's hope is gone and this is done, mm-hmm. they're leaving. So, yeah, and that's the end of the movie. Um, you know, I, I I love the production design. I love the live-action alien. Sigourney Weaver and the cast of this movie are really good. Outstanding performances, not a ton of dialogue. Everyone looks scared and angry and all the things. Um, and I love the blood in this movie. Gobs of it, heads exploding, it's great. Now, what I don't like about this movie is the theatrical cut is not good. <laughs> now, that's the cut I grew up with. Uh, when I was young, I, I overlooked a lot of shit. But as I got into my 30s, I didn't like it at all. And I picked this movie to really hate it. But when I watched the assembly cut again, I really loved the assembly cut. And I actually watched both versions. I like the theatrical cut better now, too. Hmm. I recognize all the problems. I totally do. But this movie does not destroy any of the alien lore in fact it builds builds it which yeah. is hard to do in a movie that's fucked right <laughs> so i don't know i also don't the relationship with clemens was slightly clumsy um but much again much better in the assembly cut so and then the blue screen alien puppet is terrible some of the worst blue screening i've seen yeah. they were way too ambitious and again i think the studio demanded it i don't know that the director wanted it but i don't know so I love this movie, guys. I recognize that people don't, and I recognize it's the weakest of the original three. So I give this I give this a thumbs up for the assembly cut. I give it a strong thumbs down for the theatrical cut. If you're into this alien stuff, you got to watch the other two movies first, or this movie will suck. You have to understand the movies to like it. Um, if you're just a casual fan, I don't think you'll like Alien 3. Um, but if you're a xenomorph shill like I am, and you think Sigourney Weaver is the greatest person ever... You'll love it. Doug, what do you think? All right. So, <laughs> I love Alien. I love Aliens. Aliens is my favorite of the franchise, right? Yes. I have seen this movie before, but it's been several years, so I was looking forward to watching it. I think this movie has severe pacing issues. I found it to be extremely slow. I think it's like 45 minutes too long. So you would like the theatrical cut better? Well, probably not because it's cut so poorly. Yeah. Right. If they could have done a theatrical version that was cut better, and, and cut better and made as much sense as the assembly cut does, right. it would be an amazing movie. But this movie is too long. It's too slow. Like I said before, the sound is garbage. I couldn't right. hear half of what was being said. The music is way too loud so when you turn it up to hear the dialogue when the music and the sound effects come on right. it's 
blasting in your face so the sound is super in- inconsistent to me it felt like a really really high budget tv movie almost <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the book of boba but right. not, it's not that bad yeah oh like, hot take like i think i think the concept of this movie is awesome agreed totally and some of the best shots of the alien in the entire franchise I think a studio like HBO could take this concept. Oh, they so could. Take this concept and turn it into like a four-part series and hit it out of the park, and it would be amazing. Yeah, and I wish somebody would because the studio messed this movie up. They meddled so much in it, and they totally screwed it up. Well, I wish we could see Fincher's vision of this movie. I agree. But how about what the studio has done with the newer ones, with the Ridley Scott ones? Yeah. Ridley Scott, you know, said, hey, I want to make a movie about David, about the android and the runaway AI. And the studio said, no, you're going to make a monster movie. Yeah. And he said, monster movies are boring. Yeah. I want something deeper than that. And you, especially in, in Alien Covenant, there's this whole thing with David that's some of the best stuff you've seen on film in a long time. But it's abandoned because the studio said, no, that's not what this is. And, and same with Prometheus, a lot of that, even the special effects were cut out because the studio was like, oh, people won't get that. Yeah. And Ridley Scott's like, well, I don't give a fuck if they get it or not. And so these people just see a cash grab because the first two films were so huge and they're ruining it for, ruining it for everyone, right? right? Yep. Yeah, I, and I agree. I think Prometheus and Alien Covenant, again, amazing concept. And I would love to see <laughs> the movie that Ridley Scott or the movies that Ridley Scott envisioned totally. and wanted to make. And we don't get to see that with this movie either. Oh. And honestly, I probably won't ever watch this movie again. What do you, what do you think that. about the one after this? Well, it's <laughs> Alien Resurrection. It, it's much worse. <laughs> Ron Perlman's in it. I mean, that's it, true. It's, it, like, it's like the goofy and Winona one. and Winona Ryder. Yeah. It's so weird. I mean, there's not very much redeemable about that one. No. But with this one, there's a lot that makes it worth watching. This right? is still like a true original Alien movie. I don't mm-hmm. get that from Prometheus or Alien Covenant or Alien Resurrection. But this one, or Alien vs. Predator. Oh, God. This, isn't, this wasn't a cheap sequel. Like, you get a lot of, a lot of studios greenlighting sequels just to make movie, and movie or make money, and they're cheap, and yeah. they're shit. This was not that. This was a sequel that was well thought out. The script is great. The concept is great. The execution is entirely wrong. Right. And again, to no fault of David Fincher's. I think David, we love you, David, David Fincher had a great vision, and I want to see that vision, but I didn't get to see it. I agree. So I, with that being said, because of the awesome xenomorph shots, because of how awesome the concept is, I would give it a three out of, out of five. Three out of five. But man, does it fall so far short <laughs> in so many ways. Josh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, again, I watched the theatrical cut, so it is clunky, very choppy, but the story is great. Like I agree completely. It's conceptually amazing. It's a good f- like final send-off for uh, Ripley in terms of her journey uh, with motherhood and different you know aspects of motherhood, even... T- there's even abortion in this movie that like you're right yeah yeah, yeah they, um, they cover all that shit there too. are yeah. a lot of extremely uncomfortable yeah concepts part, yeah concepts and parts of this movie mm-hmm. that, and the movie handles ooh. it really well yeah and yeah. yep and I agree completely about like you know the 
portrayal of rape as just purely power. It's nothing sexual. It's or lust. Yeah, because <laughs> those guys are trying to dominate yeah. her and show her like mm-hmm. you're the guest here and you don't belong here. Yep. And that's a good point. And mm-hmm. the alien also exerts power through rape and invasiveness, and it's a, it's a good portrayal of that. Good. You know, I love the idea. I love the lore of this stuff. It's it is uncomfortable. It's not a it's not a happy universe. <laughs> but Jeez, yeah, you can't watch this with the kids. <laughs> no, yeah. you can watch the other aliens with the kids, not this one. Yet I bought all the toys as a fourth grader. Yeah. <laughs> love the aliens. So but... speaking speaking of kids, I was watching this downstairs, and because I had it loud because I couldn't hear shit when they were talking, <laughs> my uh, my daughter was upstairs my five-year-old was upstairs and had a friend over oh nice her friend who's a year older came downstairs and she's like can you turn that down kendall it's scaring kendall (laughs) so i turned it down wow but yeah even like the sounds of it and stuff were were scary to my five-year-old and Mm -hmm. she wasn't even downstairs watching it (laughs) yep um and yeah and also i i love the uh look of this alien too i think it is my favorite yeah um it's yeah so cool but yeah, it's it's poorly executed. It's clunky, um, kind of same thing Doug said. But yeah, I give it three dickheads and one spider vagina out of fifteen. <laughs> out of fifteen. Yep. Ooh, that's but, not good. <laughs> but by the way, uh, I'm 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 we're all wearing graphic tees today. Oh, for let me take my sweatshirt off. Okay, we are. have to take it off. I, we'll I'm rocking my uh, for it. Yeah. my uh, my Nostromo Waylon Utani shirt here from the first Alien and in. Homage to this. Uh, Matt is wearing a, what does that say? Maui. Oh, a Maui shirt. Yeah. Did you buy that at the gift shop? I did in Hawaii. That's where. Oh, Maui is that where Maui is? is? That's where Maui at is. At the airport? Oh, it's west <laughs> of here. That's an airport shirt, right? <laughs> All right. Put my sweatshirt back. Yeah, Matt's, like, Matt's like, hey, we just got the Maui. Great place. Let's go in the gift shop and buy a dumb t-shirt and some sunglasses. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. No, I really like airport shirts. I was I was sincere. He, he wasn't sincere. He's patronizing you. Doug. You're wearing a Cannibal Corpse shirt. Yeah, I'm wearing a Cannibal Corpse shirt because I love Cannibal Corpse. If you notice the one like skeleton monster in that shirt actually looks like the alien clone from From Alien Resurrection. Resurrection. You see that? No, the one right over there. (laughs) The other nip. The one that didn't have the nose. Yeah. Josh, what are you wearing? I can't see. It's my bad cop. Oh, bad cop, bad cop shirt. Awesome female punk band that is totally kick ass. Yep. Nice. Matt, tell us about this movie. Oh well, um, no, I, I I actually liked it more than I thought I would. I, I was, this, yeah. Uh, the uh, I found it interesting. There there do seem to be some religious overtones with that, which was curious to me. It, that wasn't necessary for the movie, but I mean, it worked. I found uh, as I was watching it, there were there seemed to be some. It was probably accidental. Some parallels to like uh, Joan of Arc and other. Religious I didn't think figures. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I mean, because it's it's Sigourney Weaver. It's a female thrust in this male dominated environment. Um, she seems to have this, she has a connection with this otherworldly entity. She's burnt to death. Like she's burnt Joan to of death, Arc. just like Joan mm-hmm. of Arc. And she never wields a weapon. Ah, wow. you know, it's kind of, but I'm sure, I, I don't know. Anyway, um, that is high, that is <laughs> yeah, high no, I, concept. I, that is fully awesome. agree. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's what I got. Well, see you guys later. <laughs> what do you, he just drops the mic and leaves. And my t-shirt and I are going home now. <laughs> what do you, what are you going to I can go to the you? airport and give you, get you another one. I give it uh, three orifices being mounted by face huggers out of five. Nice. Wow. Well, great. I guess we at the Horrified Podcast mm, it's kind, very, very kind of recommend average but rating. Don't. <laughs> yeah, it's high concept, poor execution. So, if, like I said, I think if you like alien shit, see the other two first. Check this shit out. 
Um, if you're not interested, don't waste your time. Yeah. But listen to this. On the Horrify Podcast. Until next time. So, yeah, then we have uh, Jonathan Clemens, who's the doctor played by Charles Dance. You guys know Charles Dance? Rudy. Rudy. No, this is the guy no. from Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, it's t- Doug, you are Tyron. fucking this episode. I think you just <laughs> struck out. Yep, I think that's three. God damn it. Doug, go home. You're done. That's he's, three strikes. He's old Glass Eye from Last Action Hero, isn't he? Yeah, let's start all over again. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> A fish called Wanda. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, I mixed her and Jamie Lee Curtis up. <laughs>